It is great to see you guys today. Thanks for being here. I want to say a quick hello to all of our campuses, also our God Behind Bars guys. We love you guys. Grateful for you. Let's give it up for all of our campuses. It's great to be here today. Thanks for joining me. And we are diving back into our bucket list uh, series. This is our last weekend of that. You know, we, we actually were in the middle of it, and then we had a, a horrible tragedy happen in our church. We had a, a young lady that, that took her life, and this was uh, unfortunately trending several People had attempted, and, and uh, we personally knew some people uh, as well that were struggling with it that maybe didn't make public, but we knew it was going on. So we said, we just really felt led to stop. So we stopped in the middle of a message series, jumped into that, talked about suicide and, and depression for a couple weeks, had Thanksgiving. Now I want to go back to bucket list, because I promised you guys I would tell you a story that I didn't get a chance to tell you yet, something miraculous that happened. So I want to dive into that today. So pull out your notes if you would. Thanks for being here today. And uh, today's message is called Experiencing God's provision. Sometimes God allows you to have a need. And the reason he lets you have a need that's not quite met immediately is because you can't experience God's provision unless there's a need to lead it with. And so oftentimes God allows something in your life to not be fulfilled up front so he can prove himself to you in a powerful way. And so I believe that is the case again with our church as well. And so when there's a need, God will always provide it. And so let's say our mission statement together real quick. What are we here to do as a church? We're here to take as many people to heaven as we can before we die, period. Again, thanks for being a part of our services today. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, there's a story I'd like to share before I go into the story from about 10 years ago, something that happened miraculously in our church. Uh, Pastor Garrett and Melissa Newman run our San Antonio campus for us, do a great job there. And Melissa was talking to my wife, Jessica, the other day, and she conveyed a story. She said, I know we're in the bucket list series, and I want to tell you about something that happened to me that really changed my life. And she shared it with Jessica, and Jessica was so impressed. She said, you got to call Melissa and, and hear this story. So I did. And it was such a great story. I asked her if I could share it today. Melissa and Garrett, when they first started ministry, uh, were youth pastors at a church in Chicago. And this is when they first got married. They were totally broke, which is not uncommon in ministry. <laughs> and so they were just starting off. And their church was in the middle of a giving emphasis, much like we are today as well. And so they were thinking, Lord, we really just don't have much, but we know that we want to give. Lord, could you make that possible for us to be able to give something? We just don't know where it's going to come from, but you already have our yes, God. So just show us what, what we can do. Well, Melissa was cleaning a house for a lady uh, once a week or so. And so she would go clean this lady's house and uh, they were well-to-do. This lady's name was Pam. Pam and her husband were very well off. Um, he was an executive for a pharmaceutical company in, in the Chicago area, so he did very well. So every year he would get a Christmas bonus. This particular year, Pam was excited. She told Melissa and others, she said, I can't wait for my husband to get his bonus because he always tells her, you know, I get a bonus, but you get a portion of that too. Like, like it's your bonus as well. So she would always get so excited and say, well, how much is my portion? Like what, what percentage of it do I get so I can give it away? She just loved to give. She always wanted to give to others. And so she kept asking her husband, what portion of the, of the bonus is going to be mine uh, to be able to give? And finally, he turned to her after her asking several weeks and she said, sweetie, you know that 100% of it's yours, all of it. Like everything that I receive is also yours. You know, so she was just blown away by that, of course. And so she was excited to be able to give. She went to Melissa a few weeks before Christmas. And, and uh, during this, this uh, giving season uh, of the church, she didn't even know about that. She just knew that she felt led to give to Melissa. So she went to Melissa and said, I have something I want to give you for my husband and I. We just felt led to do this. She gave Melissa $6,000. That was a lot of money, especially for a young couple just starting off with virtually nothing. Melissa was blown away, of course. She's like, are you kidding me? She had a real hard time receiving. Some of us have a hard time receiving. 
How many of you guys have a hard time receiving in here? Is anyone else that understands what I'm talking about? My wife is this way. She really has a hard time receiving. But I tell her, I'm like, so you pray, oh God, please bless me. Then God blesses you, but then you want to push it back. It's like, I'm sure God's saying like, I'm answering your prayer. Please quit, <laughs> please quit trying to stop this, you know? And so she had a hard time receiving it, but you know, she was just so thankful. And, and of course, Melissa and Garrett, just knowing their hearts, they actually gave all of it and then added some to it to their church. So they just, they just felt like God had led them to be a pass-through that was just to go right through their hands into the Lord's work. And so that's what they did with it, which if you know their hearts, that doesn't surprise me at all. And so, but she was talking to Pam about this, the lady who gave her the money, and she said, what would make you do that? I mean, this is just amazing. What's such a large gift and, and it's such a generous thing for you to do when you don't really have to do that. What would make you do that? And Pam said something that changed her life. She said, look, all of us are a bucket. We all have a bucket. And she said, and I can't ask God to refill my bucket until I empty the bucket I have out. So she said, so I feel like when God fills my bucket, it's my job to take that and fill other people's buckets. What a beautiful way to look at life, isn't it? That we all have a bucket to empty out for others. In light of that, I'd like to share a story about something that happened in our church. It was over 10 years ago this happened and it really changed my life. It changed the life of our church, it really did. Now I know before, when we started the series on Bucket List, before we kind of changed, uh, shifted gears and changed the direction a little bit because of what was going on in our community, I told a, a miraculous story that happened to us where, if you guys remember, I gave, um, I, I felt led by God, just, he, God just kind of took over the service. I chunked my message, shared a story instead that God spoke to me through and privately not telling anyone, gave my car away to someone. And then 12 hours later after doing that on a Saturday night, Sunday morning, God gave me a brand new vehicle worth about 10 times what I'd just given away. All that was private. I didn't do it for any kind of show or display, anything like that, just, just obeying God. But then the Lord told me at that point, I want you to now share this story. You're a part of the miracle of what I'm doing. I shared that story with the church that Sunday morning. It was a fresh story, just had happened maybe an hour before. Shared the story. God miraculously moved in our church in a powerful way. People began to give like I've never seen. In fact, one man I'd never met before in my life came to me and gave us $2 million to the church. It was truly miraculous. How many of you guys were here when I shared the story? Some of you guys already heard the story. Okay, so it was really powerful. If you weren't here to hear it, it's worth going back and listening to it. You can get our app for free on the app store and just listen to it. It's, it's really crazy what God did. But, but in that, the Lord told me, don't share that with anyone yet about the, the one couple that gave $2 million. First of all, they don't want their names ever shared. And so I'm very careful never to say their name. They're very clear with me. They still go to our church to this day. They're amazing people. And uh, they never have asked for anything. They, they, they're not that kind of person. They're not trying to use it to wield power or influence, anything like that. They're just, they just wanted to give to God. And they did. We would not be in this broadcast facility had not that have happened. I mean, just truly, I'm just being honest. But when they gave that, I've sensed the Lord tell me, don't share it with everyone else yet because it's not about one couple and their gift, as great as that is. It's about all of us collectively making a difference. And so other people began to give generously as well. The need could only be met if everyone was involved. And we're very much in, that, in a similar situation to this day at this moment as well. And so what happened though, that happened on a Sunday Three days later, just so happened to be, of course, we know there's no accidents with God. It just so happened to be First Wednesday, which was our, it was a, our, the first Wednesday of every month for many years. We just did all worship on Wednesdays. And so that Wednesday was coming up and God had moved so powerfully Sunday, we were all kind of thinking, what is gonna happen Wednesday night? Like that was so crazy, the way people were worshiping and honoring God and just falling before the Lord. It was so crazy that we thought this Wednesday could be pretty amazing. So 
we kind of anticipated something was going to happen. A normal first Wednesday for us at this time in our old location, our old building, we sat about 650 people in the room. So it was pretty normal for a first Wednesday to have maybe 300 people in it. Well, on a really good night, maybe 350 to 400. I remember walking into the auditorium that first Wednesday and there were over 700 people in a room that sat 650. It was completely wall to wall with people. I remember thinking, this is crazy. I sat on the front row. We all stood to begin worship. Pastor Skip got up. He's our old worship pastor. I'm still good friends with him this day. We still text. I always expect a text from him anytime the Texans are playing the Cowboys. <laughs> Anyways, but he got up, had his guitar in his hand. And I remember he strummed the first note with his guitar and then began to sing. And when he sang, I'm on the front row. I just heard a wall of volume from behind me of everyone singing at once. And I remember just going like, whoa, I have never heard that loud of worship. It's like the song crescendo in the beginning. Everyone just was singing so loud to God. It was like, oh my gosh, what just happened? Worship was like that the entire hour. It was crazy. People expected God to move. If you're going to take some notes, would you write this down? First thing you need to know is this. If you want to experience God's provision is to bring your expectation. Bring your expectation. Ephesians 3.20 says, God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us, his spirit deeply and greatly and gently, excuse me, within us. So it says here, God can do anything. I don't know what need you have today, but maybe God brought you here so I could look you in the face and tell you, God can do anything. I don't know what's going on in your marriage, but God can do anything. I don't know what's happening with your children, but God can do anything. I don't know what's happening financially, but God can do anything. Whether you're addicted or struggling with depression or whatever you're facing, God can do anything. Bring your expectation. He can take care of you. He's got you in the palm of his hand. He can do anything. So it's now towards the end of worship this particular night. And the worship was just unbelievable. I thought we were going to rip the roof off. It was crazy. It was so loud. People were worshiping. I look around. People were crying. Arms lifted high. People were just worshiping. There was no aisle left anymore because people just filled the aisle uh, singing and worshiping. And many people got on their knees and were crying out to God. It was, it was like, this is nuts. I mean, it, was really, it didn't feel out of control. It felt awesome. It was just like, wow, this is just powerful. It's the only way to describe it. So we're in there, we're worshiping. And the only job I had to do was at the end of the night was to come up and receive the offering, is to take the offering. And so I had the mic in my hand. I grabbed the mic that I had under my seat and I grabbed my Bible and I had opened up to a certain scripture I was gonna read. I remember walking up and as I got up to the front, God spoke to me. I remember I walked up and I, you ever just had that moment when you just know God told you something? You know what I'm talking about? When you just know. It's almost like it was audible, but it wasn't. Thank God it wasn't. I would have passed out, I'm sure. But it, you know, it was like, okay, God, I heard that loud and clear. I know what you're trying to tell me to do. Well, I walked up and I'm about to take the offering, right? And so I get up there and right when I'm about to take the offering, God speaks in my spirit and tells me, don't take an offering. <laughs> now, honestly, I kind of put the mic down on my side and I'm like arguing with God in my mind. I'm like, God, if there's ever time to take an offering, this is a really good time to do this. You know what I mean? Because I'm thinking we really need the money. Like as a church, we, we, we really need to get this building done. And, and people seem to really be excited about this. And they want to get, I mean, like, this is a good time, God, what are you doing? You know? And so I remember, I just sensed the Lord telling me, no, do not take an offering. And remember the last week was all about instant obedience. Whatever God tells you to do, just do it. So at this point, I'm like, I, I can't violate that. 
So I remember the Lord telling me, don't take an offering. So I get up there and I did what every preacher does when they don't know what to do next. So I said, let's pray. Because <laughs> I was like, hey guys, the Lord told me, I did tell him, I said, guys, this may sound really crazy, but I was prepared to take an offering, but God won't let me. I feel like the Lord told me that we're not to take an offering. And this is what I felt like God did tell me. I felt like God told me and I told him this. I said, I believe tonight God's saying that you are the offering. Give yourselves to God. Just fully give yourselves to God. This says in 2 Corinthians 8, verse five, they gave themselves first of all to the Lord and then by the will of God also to us. And 1 Timothy 6 says, tell people to use their money to do good. By doing this, they will be storing up Real treasure for themselves in heaven is the only safe investment for eternity. And then Deuteronomy 14 says, the purpose of tithing is to teach you to always put God first in your lives. Guys, I need to say something. It's not about money. It's never been about money. It's about giving yourselves to God first. Having said that, when I said, let's not take an offering, some guy in the back of the room that was one of our ushers had a stack of buckets in his hands. And he just came forward and lined the stage with him. And I, I was looking at him going like, dude, I just said, we're not taking an offering, right? And he looks at me and he says to me, I'm obeying God. And I was like, I'm obeying God. <laughs> just going to do what he wants, you know? So at that point, I'm like, all right, I mean, whatever. I, I, I just told him not to take an offering, but he, that's what he did. So I'm obeying God. Then people just began to come forward anyways. And it really shocked me to realize that people were prepared to give. They came with that in mind, I thought, wow, talk about faithfulness that they, they really wanted to give. And I said, don't, they still wanted to. Number two is to bring your offering. They came prepared to give, they wanted to do it. No matter what was going on in their life, they wanted to make a difference. Can I just stop real quick and tell you something that happened this last week that really shocked me? I just heard about this. The family that their daughter, uh, that took her life this, this, uh, this last month, um, I just did the funeral for them and it was, it's as horrible as you can imagine. Just, just having to bury a child. Erin is the mom's name. She's come to church here, her and her husband both, and they're great people. Tuesday, they had a decorating event where they came up and decorated the auditorium and I'm sorry, the, uh, the atrium to get ready for Christmas. That's why it looks so pretty out there. There's a bunch of volunteers came up here and I was shocked when Dave, Pastor David told me, our campus pastor here told me that Erin came. She walked in and David said, what are you doing here? And she said, I came to serve. Here's a woman who's just lost her daughter and she came to serve. It's unbelievable. Bring your offering. It's not about the money. It's about our lives. It's about giving our lives to, to God. Just like ladies, you know this, when your boyfriend or husband gives you a gift, hopefully there's one or the other, not both. But uh, <laughs> when your boyfriend or husband gives you a gift and it's a nice, expensive gift, you know, it's really not about the money. It's about, wow, they really love me. They care enough to give something significant from themselves. It's giving themselves to you. You know that. And so it's the same with God. So bring your offering. The next thing that happened after this guy comes forward and just lines up the buckets as uh, people began to just to, just to move out into the aisle and come forward and, and give and just, they were just obeying God. I saw people asking other people to forgive them. People just began to just to step out into faith and do what the Lord told them to do. 
It says in John 10, verse 27, my sheep respond to my voice and know, and I know who they are. They follow me. If you're going to follow God, then follow God, which means that when God tells you to do something, you're supposed to do it. And so if, if maybe you've ever felt like, maybe you thought, I, I, don't really, I, have, I don't really feel like I hear from God much. Like I don't really hear God speaking to me. Like you're talking about internally how God just tells you to do stuff. I don't really hear that. Could it be that there was a time maybe that you did, but you disobeyed long enough that he quit talking when he has a lot he wants to tell you? So we have to be trustworthy that when he speaks to us, we do what he asks. And by the way, the way God is, is when he asks you to do something, it's always going to involve faith. It's always going to be scary. Like, what, God? You want me to do that? But that's when God gets the glory. Is he does things beyond your wildest dream, but you have to obey in faith. See, there's an equation I've learned over the years. Here's the equation. Holy Spirit plus obedience equals need met. Let me say that again. Holy Spirit speaking to you plus your obedience equals need being met. And so God will speak to you to do things. In fact, God will lead you to make a difference in someone else's life when you still need something in yours. I've seen God do this time and again. I'm like, Lord, I need you to do this. And God will tell me, hey, go bless this for the mic. God, I just told you what I need. <laughs> You're telling me to go. And I realize God's trying to say, yeah, I know what your need is. And so the way for me to meet your need is for me to get something through you, not just to you. There's always more than enough with God to bless someone else and be blessed yourself as well. That's just, that's just how God works. And so he wants us to bring our obedience to him. Let me tell you something about that too. Sometimes we, we say we don't hear from God, but maybe you have heard from God, but maybe God, the last thing he told you was no. And we think, well, I haven't heard from God. Yeah, you did. You just didn't like what he told you, but you did hear from him. Here's what I've learned to do. I've learned to accept God's no's because here's the thing about God's no's. That means God did still speak to me. Just be honored that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords spoke to you, even if it was a no, because God gives you no's because he has a future yes in mind. So we have to learn to accept that, which is sometimes tough, I understand. But God has a plan. He knows what he is doing. At this moment, something happened that is kind of hard to explain. It was just pretty crazy what happened next. It's kind of like the incident. This, this thing happened. It was like, what just happened? This, this is crazy. But at this moment, people are praying. I've got the mic down. And this is just, I mean, moment by moment. This is just in a few minutes this happened. It happened so quickly. I had the mic down by my side. And at this point, I'm praying silently while everyone else is praying. The people kind of grouped up and were praying for one another and praying to God, giving themselves to God. And as that's happening, I, I remember I had my, my eyes closed. I was praying and I was just saying, God, what do you want me to do right now? I don't know what to do. I mean, you told me not to take an offering and now people are praying and you're moving and I can see you're doing something. What do you want from me, God? I remember as I prayed that prayer, I sensed God tell me something next and this is what he told me. He said, people need jobs. This is about 2006 and 05, 06, somewhere in there and, and the economy was horrible back then. If you were around, you remember that there was a lot of layoffs, especially related to oil. The price of oil had dropped and so... If you were in the oil industry in any way, shape, or form, your company probably had, had laid you off, or a lot of people were laid off. So I remember the Spirit of God just saying, people need jobs. So I immediately assumed what that meant. Oh, got it, God, got it. So I grabbed the mic and I said, hey, guys, while you're praying, I just really felt like God told me that people need jobs. So we want to pray for you if you need a job. So if you need a job right now, just lift your hand. So about, I don't know, 15 hands went up, right, all around the auditorium. They held their hands up. And I just said, hey, if you're around the person with their hand raised, 
Would you just please stop and pray for them right now? So people gathered around them and were putting their hands on them, just praying that God would open the door for a job. As that was going on, I put the mic down thinking, okay, I got this, you know, thinking, I got you, God. As I put the mic down, I felt the Holy Spirit chastise me. Right then I sensed God speak to me again and say, I did not say that to you. I don't know what to do. What do you mean, God? I don't, you told me people need jobs. And I, I sensed him tell me, I didn't tell you to pray for people to get jobs. Okay, well, what do you want me to do? So as I'm praying, as they're praying, they don't realize the crisis going on in my heart. I'm like, I don't know what to do right now. So I remember just quietly just saying, God, what do you, I, I, you, you say people need jobs. And I sense God tell me, give them jobs. At that point, I'm like, okay, this is just getting weird. I don't know what that means. I, we don't have, like, I know we're an employer, but we don't have any open positions right now. And so I'm like, God, I don't know how to give them jobs. And I just sense the spirit of God tell me, I told you what to say. That it didn't have to make sense to me. I was just supposed to be the conduit of what God was doing. So I remember lifting the mic slowly up, thinking I am going to look like an idiot right now, but I know I've got to obey God. And so as they were praying, I just said, guys, I'm really sorry to interrupt the prayer going on right now. And I don't know what this means, but God just told me that we're not supposed to pray for people to have jobs tonight. We're supposed to give them jobs. When I said that, it happened. The thing that I could not explain, that it, it just, it just, it happened. Suddenly some woman from the very back of the room stood up and she just yelled out to me all the way to the front, Pastor Bill, I'm hiring these two guys. And someone else in front stood up and said, Pastor Bill, I'm hiring these three. And someone over here, Pastor Bill, I'm hiring this person. Pastor Bill, I'm hiring this lady. Pastor Bill, I'm, and within 30 seconds, everyone in that place had a job and pandemonium <laughs> broke out. It was the craziest thing I've ever experienced. I'll never forget this woman right here in the front. She was in the middle of the aisle. She felt, she wailed as like she went, thank you, God, and fell to the ground in tears because she had gone months looking for a job and within seconds, God had provided. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. It was like, this is, I don't know how to explain this. People start freaking out. They're crying, they're praying. We're just all praising God. It was just, it was one of the most amazing things I've ever experienced in my life. People began to continue to give generously in crazy ways. It was like, is this happening right now? I'll never forget. I had forgotten this. My secretary reminded me. She said, Pastor, I was there that night. In fact, it was the first time I ever did worship because she used to be in our band. She said, first time I'd ever done worship on a Wednesday night. I was there that night. I saw the whole thing. And she said, do you remember what happened next? And I had forgotten. She said, you, you, you forgot, but you said, does anyone have a need? And people began to, to say, I have a need. And, and one lady was like, I need a bed. And someone said, I got a bed. And they gave him a bed. I need a washer dryer. Someone gave him a washer dryer. People just began to give cars and, and stuff. And event, like just people just met each other's need. I mean, it was almost like we were Christians. <laughs> it was just crazy. People meeting one another's needs, just giving freely to anyone who had a need. Doesn't that sound amazing? Doesn't that sound like the church? Everyone just began to say, God, I hold everything loosely. Empty my bucket. Whatever you need, Lord, it's yours. So if you've been keeping up with me, we're supposed to bring our expectation. We're supposed to bring our offering. We're supposed to bring our obedience. And the last thing is to bring an open mind. Is to bring an open mind. Because God will do things in ways you didn't think possible, but you have to have an open mind to obey him. Acts 2 says this, 
Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe. That's what it felt like that night. That's kind of what it feels like this weekend, to be honest. God's doing something big. I could just sense it. All, every service so far, you don't realize it, but already we're like, what is going on? This is exciting. There was a sense of awe. Everyone kept feeling a sense of awe and many wonders and signs were taking place and they began selling their property and possessions and were sharing them with all as anyone might have need. People just began to meet the needs and began to give freely to God, to his house, to others. It was just incredible. They brought an open mind. Back to that bucket. When Jesus came, scripture says that he emptied himself out for us. He didn't give a portion of his bucket. He gave it all. He gave his life for you and for me. You know, I know there's a packet and a brochure that you got on the way in, and that's fine. You're welcome to look at that if you'd like. But honestly, right now, I want to set that aside and just ask you instead just to obey God. Just to do whatever he tells you to do, whether that's giving towards the church or towards someone else, that's fine. We need to all realize we are a bucket and we are to empty what we have so that God can refill it. So I'm just gonna ask you to do something a little different today at all of our campuses. I'm gonna just invite you to join me on my knees. If you can physically do that, if you can, it's okay. But if you can physically join me on your knees, I'm just gonna pray. And I'm just gonna ask God to do something this week, today and all week long, that we just can't explain. Because honestly, the truth is the need is so big, I don't know how it's possible. But I just know my God is bigger. You know, I love telling these stories from the past, but I gotta be honest with you, my kids were so little, they don't remember most of this. And one of the things I'm asking God for, it says in Psalms 145, it says that they will tell of your mighty acts from one generation to another. And I'm gonna be honest with you, I want my kids to experience God like this. I want them to say, Dad, I don't remember that one, but I remember this one. I remember when God came through in supernatural ways, when he did things we never dreamed possible. Mason and I were talking last night. I was like, Mason, what's God gonna do through you? Have you, have you prayed? He's like, I don't know, Dad. I'm not sure what's gonna happen next, but whatever God wants. Are we willing just to hold everything loose and say, God, all I have, all I am is yours. Today with your head bowed, your eyes closed, I believe I should echo those words from the past today and say that you are the offering. Give yourself fully to God right now. Trust in him. What are you holding back for? The truth is if you hold on to stuff too tightly, he could take it anyways. Hold it loosely. All we have is his. All we are is his. Give it to God. Trust the Lord with your life. With your head bowed and your eyes closed, maybe your prayer today is to say, God, before I give a, an offering, I want to give you my marriage. I want to give you my wayward child. I want to give you my addiction. I want to give you my debt. I want to give you my fear. Someone today at some campus may say, God, I need to give you the resentment I feel towards someone else. The anger I have. I wanna give that to you, God. Give yourself to God first. With your head bowed and your eyes closed during this prayer time, do we trust God with all that we are? Maybe today you've never received Christ. You can pray and you can receive Christ right now, right where you are by praying this very simple prayer with us. You can say, dear Jesus, I realize I need you. 
I believe you died for my sin. And I believe you rose again. I ask you to come into my heart, be my Lord, and be my Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. With your head bowed and your eyes closed, as we pray, maybe you just received Christ, or maybe you're already a Christ follower, would you just join me in praying and just saying, God, please do what only you can do. God, we're not trying to build buildings. We're trying to fill heaven. And God, I know the people in San Antonio need a building. But God, I also know that the people in Rockport need hope. And God, I intend to keep the promise I made to that community to build that facility so they can have a place of hope. God, please provide all that we need. We trust our lives in your hands. God, the need is so big, but you are so much bigger. I trust you, God. We lay this at your feet and we ask you to do what only you can do supernaturally through us. You have our yes, God. We give you our all. We will obey you with whatever you lead us to do. Thank you, Jesus, that you poured out your life for us. God, we choose to pour out for you. Whatever you'd like, Lord, it's all yours anyways. We trust all that's in our bucket in your hands. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, guys. Isn't God good?